Yes, we're back. We're back. Mr. Tosh, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad. It's been some time. It has been. Do you know what the problem is when you do a football podcast, but your football teams are shit? All of them. All yeah. of them are shit. Everybody at this table just now is not having a great yeah, You haven't even introduced me yet, and you already got him. <laughs> we're both not it. We're both not it. Don't worry. Uh. <laughs> right, we may as well do it now. My, my, my favourite, my favourite Irish Jew. <laughs> <laughs> how many Irish Jews do you know? Well, that's that's by the by. That's it's a small sample size. Yeah, you're my favourite, but you're also my least favourite Irish. <laughs> Mr. Greg Acton, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, thanks for having me on. No, not, not at all. We've been wanting to do this for a while, haven't we? Yeah, and uh, it's actually my first podcast experience, I think. First time on a pod. So, uh, yeah, appreciate for you. you guys for giving me this experience. Might give you the taste for it. Yeah, might do. Might launch my own rival podcast. No, you're, you're welcome to, but <laughs> just keep in mind that the high press is like so... Well thought of and well, um, you know, heavily sponsored, and it's got such a fan base now that you're you're kind of going to be shooting into a, a pretty saturated market. Yeah, all, although this is obviously your throngs of listeners are here, so I kind of like get the message out there. They're going to come up with a name for the podcast and get the message out there now. Uh, well, um, do you know, it's it's a confident move, bold move by you boys, though, going into the heavily oversaturated well football podcast market. It's um, just, it's just. I'm impressed with that that confidence. You're backing yourselves. There's so many out there, but there aren't many that have the knowledge that they, that they a lot, a lot of them yes. have great knowledge but do they have the chat that we bring do they have the banter that we bring it's true uh, that's probably some better bit. <laughs> <laughs> almost definitely some better uh, but anyway tell us a little bit about yourself yeah uh, you've done it all I think Irish Jew uh, that kind of sums it up really um, and supporting Spurs is just a follow on a natural follow on <laughs> from that I think Why, yeah. just, just, just on that how, like, how did you end up supporting Spurs I think it is actually a combination of the Jewish thing. Uh, I do have, I have cousins in North London to be right, fair okay. as well. C- can I take um, a, a wild guess? Go on. Is it Robbie Keane? Yeah, Robbie, yeah well, <laughs> Robbie Keane obviously joined later on, but uh, it's been some good Irish players for Spurs since I've been a kid. Like Stephen Carr, yeah, Doherty. I said good Irish players actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there's been a few. Was Simon? Kelly. No, Simon Davis, he was Welsh, wasn't he? He's Welsh, yeah. I'm just getting mixed up. Simon Davies. Davies. Fact, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course, Welsh. Jamie O'Hara. Uh, was he English? Jamie Harris, you kind of, well, Harry Kane, I think his dad is from Galway, or his granddad's from Galway, oh, so right? there's a few links there, yeah. yeah. Kane and Keane, also similar. Um, but yeah, I think, look, to be honest, when I was young, my dad gave me a list of the Premier League teams, I remember, but not the... <laughs> is it just like part of your application to be a son? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need to fill this out, you, like, this, this drop-down is the football team. <laughs> <laughs> These are the important parts of parenting. Definitely. But I was, I think it was three or four, and um, yeah, I'm really enunciating my threes there, in case of any... Yeah. I, think, threes. I think it was three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, well, I think it was three or four, and he said, I think he gave me the list but without the teams that were doing particularly well at the time mm. so I think he was kind of like oh, these are some clubs like Everton Spurs Newcastle Villa those kind of clubs that probably give you you know they'll probably be in the Premier League or thereabouts um, they might do they might improve in the future but and, and then I kind of went Tottenham Hotspur that's a pretty cool sounding name yeah. then I had the cousins in North London then I kind of found out the Jewish link and stuff and Perfect. I just kind of stuck I think from there. so it wasn't when you were like four years old he gave you that list and you didn't say so which of these like predominantly has a Jewish fan base? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, was four. I mean, that's probably the way I was thinking when I was four. Um, but yeah, I know I've heard that before because you know all the the United and Liverpool fans in Ireland. It's kind of like a fifty fifty split between United and Liverpool there yeah. in Ireland, and people always say they come up 
put different reasons why they support them rather than like I was born in the 80s so I support Liverpool yeah. I was born in the 90s so I support United but they have to kind of justify it the whole time so like one of the lads one of my friends always goes like yeah, yeah. oh so when did you start supporting United oh, I think it was three and said, um, why did you start supporting United he's like they just played really good football and I was like oh and you, you recognised that did you as a three year old watching the game be like I really like this brand of soccer yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my genuine reason the only reason I support Manchester United is because I got they were winning I got yeah. EA Premier League All-Stars on the computer mm. when I was about four yeah. four or five whatever uh, and I liked football I knew I liked football mm. uh, my uncle had nearly turned me a St. Johnson fan at the, my, my father Close at the last moment was like no no <laughs> it needs to be Rangers <laughs> did he hand down his sash <laughs> yeah <I'm> well <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I turned on this computer game and I was going through the teams and that was the badge I recognised. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I, I fi- figured out later on that my cousin and my uncle fought United pretty big so they had like United stuff in the house yeah, so that's where it all, that's where it all came from. So, so it's like kind of brand family. recognition. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot yeah. of people go with their favourite colours as well. Well, people mm-hmm. like my, my brother sports Everton and my other brother sports uh, United and it was a red and blue thing. Yeah, um, right, okay. So basically what you're saying Callum is that you are a nerd and you support Man United because of a computer game. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, no, I, I, would, I, would say, I would say it's Manchester United's global like commercial Goings on that like pulled me in. Yeah, they've been successful with that strategy so far. And then I clicked on it and I went, Beckham. I've heard that name before, (laughs) and it was probably because he was like getting strung up by the English papers at the time, like getting hung for kicking Diego Simeone. So you could have sported in England, you could have sported anyone, right? And you ended up sporting United. Yep. In Scotland, you could have sported St Johnson, but you went with the country's most successful club. Yep. So. Absolute, Callum, I mean, absolute glory hunter. The, the glory hunter accusation is going to be thrown out there. <laughs> I, I feel, but I feel like in the last few years, this has all been tested. Oh yeah, the, the Rangers thing. That's fair. Has, yeah. has actually softened, but that's more a social thing than <laughs> is it? Do you think? Do you think though, because Rangers have well, everything's happened to Rangers, and now they're clearly second fiddle. Do you think that has contributed to your lessening of support? I, d- I don't know because glory hunter thing has been hammered. <laughs> Towards no, the start, genuinely, like t- towards the start of it, I was like, I was going to see them, mm. like play all these diddy teams. Like, yeah. I went to quite a few games, mm-hmm. and I, that was when I was right eighteen or yeah. something. But I think I just became more, and and obviously I had like the capacity to be able to go to games yeah. at that stage. I had money to, like, yeah, so, and then you start looking around the place uh-huh. and going. I don't know if I actually like this very much. Yeah, I think at the start, when Rangers first went down to like fourth tier of Scottish football, yeah. it was banter, wasn't it? Like, oh, we're playing Elgin and we're playing like Annan and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then those teams were coming to Ibrox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I felt like that was quite. I was. I mean, obviously, like, it's a bit of a tragedy in terms of like your football team going through that. But at the same time, like, it was a bit of an adventure, a bit of a lap. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, so you start taking in what people around you are saying mm. and just I don't know I just feel a bit of a hi- I feel a bit of a hypocrite mm. in terms of the way like uh, my, my world view sits now yeah and supporting that football team yeah I, I, get, I, I get where you're coming to, from I, get I, I, I don't know it's it's <clears throat> totally softened I would I would like, like more old firm fans to take that stance um, and sort of yeah there's stuff that those clubs represent which why do you think yeah. So, so speaking of those two clubs, mm. 
so obviously Celtic have the Irish link, mm-hmm. right? And they, they certainly used to be a big swell of support in Ireland for, for mm-hmm. Celtic. I'm, I'm convinced that's not the case as much anymore. But why have Celtic then, if, if, if both clubs are kind of entrenched in some of this stuff that we're, we're talking about, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's kind of those social aspects that people are moving away from, how come Celtic have been so much more successful with bringing their brand to an international audience? You know, you're talking about United's pull. Celtic have something akin to that, obviously yeah. not at the same level as United, but they've—is it purely I, the Irish thing? I, 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 think, I think Irish is a more exportable, like you know, mm. feeling. I don't I, mm. the correct word than Britain, <laughs> especially also, yeah. at the current. I also moment. think that Celtic, the club, have done well to disassociate themselves yeah. with. The fans haven't. The fans don't want to. But I think Celtic, the club, have done more than Rangers ever did to disassociate themselves with the sectarian debate. Okay. So Rangers had their sort of anti-Catholic policy up until I don't yes. know when the nineties, maybe even the. the so even if the sectarian chanting at Celtic Park, it's coming from the it's, crowd. It's, more, it's not it's a policy then. Yeah, it's more the, the fans. Whereas yeah. the, I, I always felt like Rangers, the club, stood for a lot of stuff. Yeah. That, Perhaps they shouldn't. We're delving into something here, though, that I'm not, not sure we should. <laughs> there aren't many listeners, but the ones that are listening, if they're all firm focused, then. Well, we've already talked about the religious link at Spurs. True. You know, as well, so it's not. It's not Linking about the Spurs, are you over the 1st of June yet? Uh, no, in that it's kind of. No, it, it's really. It's an odd feeling that we had some of my best ever times as a Spurs fan last season. Yeah. And then you get to, you know, even if we kind of fluked our way there a little bit and there were times mm-hmm. we were playing that well, like the City game and the Ajax game were just incredible. Yeah. Um, so it's a strange feeling. Usually you get to a Champions League final and you feel like, and consistent Champions League football, like we're building on this. You know, we're going to we're gonna build, we're going to better and better. Potter's yeah. going to stay. We've kept the players, which we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet it's. We, we peaked yeah. there, in, you know, in a sense, and it's just fallen apart since I think there's a worry like obviously we've seen what's happened at Spurs and I think saying that you peaked there that's like the key point is that Mm. a lot of those players and Pochettino himself I think bought into the Spurs experiment which is take this club which has always been on the sort of periphery of the top of English football and take it into the top and then you got to the Champions League final and that seemed like the big sort of watershed moment like we've done it and then he's lost and it's almost kind of like I think some of those players, and we'll come on to talk about a few of the sort of specific players, but I think some of them are kind of like, right, we've taken the experiment as far as it can go now. Yeah. I want to go and I want to go and actually play for a club now that I know can win things. And I wonder whether that's what's caused Spurs to sort of fall away the way they have. I season. think there's a, there's certain players. I'm not sure about Pochettino's attitude. It's very hard to tell from the outside, but yeah, yeah certain players definitely. I think that's the feeling is that. You know, maybe sticking around, they thought would pay off. Yeah. Um, in the form of a trophy, and it hasn't. But I, the other thing I have to say on that on that point is that it's not easy to win a trophy. No. There's very few trophies, mm-hmm. and kind of riding off uh, Spurs or Pochettino as kind of failures or mm. you know Butlers or Spursy or whatever, based on not winning the very few trophies that yeah, are available, yeah. Yeah. especially when City win the rest yeah. of them, yeah. essentially. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and then there's Champions League, so it, it's. I think it is tough from that point of view, but it, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a few players who are like, am I am I going to get any further? Mm. But I also think there's players at Spurs and Ericsson, right, being one of them. Mm. That Spurs are probably their level. Mm. Like he's been, yeah. like for instance, he's been brilliant for us. Mm-hmm. But you know, this kind of thing, like, oh, they'll probably all head off to Real Madrid and Barcelona now. I don't think they will. Nah, they and certainly if they continue to play the way they've been playing uh, this season, like not exactly putting themselves in the shop window. Any, any interest that was there in them, and I'm I'm never convinced that there was. Like Ericsson's like the prime example, right? Yeah. So he's fallen off a cliff, and 
you know, there was all kinds of talk that, right, I think I probably want to try something new now, blah, blah, blah. And then there was like speculation about Real Madrid and Man United and stuff mm. like that. Did it, nothing ever came of it, which suggests I, to me that is it just all agent talk? Is it just trying to sort of garner and a bit of interest? I think that might be the bigger part of his frustration that yeah. we're now seeing on the pitch. Again, it's very difficult to tell from the outside. It's mm. kind of all speculation. But if I, you watch, you watch him at Liverpool at the weekend, mm. I mean, he just looked like it's not, no one can kind of go out and not try because you're on the pitch, you're in front of a lot of cameras. Like yeah. You can't n- actively not try. Mm-hmm. But he was just hitting these passes that he'd make 10 times out of 10 usually and yeah. just kind of like throw in a leg at it yeah, go yeah. straight to a Liverpool player he just looked out of sorts and I, I think it's that kind of personal um, that personal frustration he's finding and I, maybe there's not really Spurs to blame or anyone else to blame it's mm. just he might not ever make it to yeah. that level that he thinks he's I, d- I don't see him playing at a higher level than he's playing just now no. I, I, I think it was really strange and it's something that I really actually can't stand players doing mm. and it's when they decide that they are going to go to a club and with my, my feeling with Ericsson is he decided well it's time for me to go to Real Madrid yeah. without there being any substantial reason to think he was actually going to go yeah and uh, you're still contracted you're still like yeah, yeah. And, and I wonder whether someone like clubs will be like putting in contact with players all the time and I wonder whether someone at some point has been in touch with Ericsson's agent from Madrid to kind of say we're just feeling out whether this would be like a, po- a possibility in the future kind of thing he's on a list somewhere yeah. at Madrid and I wonder whether he took that as right that's it I'm ready to leave Spurs he's now. looking at maybe uh, if they had if Haz- you know, if Hazard had moved to Madrid or something yeah. they'd be looking at other options yeah. I, I, I just thought and I find this strange because surely him and his agent should have been looking at the scenario because it went on really late in the summer they should be looking going well they've brought in Mendy, Eden Hazard Jovic Mm. uh, Eder Militao they've spent Mm. there's a big outlay on this it's the same thing that happened with Pogba Mm. there was all this talk about Pogba going Mm -hmm. and if you just think about it reasonably there was no money mm. for those either of those transfers to go through. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the sort of phantom money that Madrid seemed to conjure up. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. If you, if you looked at that, you're going, are they going to sign anyone else? Sure. But uh, yeah, in, in terms of how Spurs have started, it's I, f- I think fr- I think Pochettino is massively frustrated mm. with what's happened because last summer he tried to sell players and they didn't go. He kind of said to Levy, look, it's time to get some of these guys moved on down the road Mm -hmm. so we can start moving on to the next crop. And then it happened again this summer. I think they were were actively trying to push Danny Rose to Watford. Yeah, at Watford's training ground. Yeah, so I I think Levy's done a pretty good job for Spurs Mm. as a whole. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's kind of that... Woodward thing ah, it's always like, a, he's, he's, a, he's a businessman and he's very good at getting good deals for Spurs and everyone always talks about oh the net spend at Tottenham's been you know this over the last few years and yet they're doing better and better each time but then what happens when it gets to that season like this season where they don't do better and, you need, and then you start to question oh the net spend is only 9 million or something like that that's when you start to think okay you've there, been a great businessman that, but, but then you've got to look at so from that businessman angle and you've also got to think of what 
what it means to be a football fan. Mm. Like if I'm going to Spurs, like Levy has delivered. I know this is probably the one area where he hasn't got a great deal. Like he's mm. delivered a massively over budget for the yeah. stadium. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. So if you think about this, and we saw it with Arsenal where they didn't have the money to spend when they built the stadium. Yeah, that hasn't really been spoken about to the same extent with Spurs. Mm. People are kind of assuming the money's there. You know, when, when it was a billion, mm. it cost a billion the stadium when it's meant to cost what five or six hundred million. Or yeah, yeah. Um, he's got the NFL deal, which is amazing. Like mm. all this stuff, but. The stadium, to me, when Spurs are okay, we're languishing eleventh at the moment. But even if we're kind of like in and out of Champions League football, or whatever, mm. what's better? Is it better to have a big stadium that you can go to on a Saturday and be like, God, this, you know, it's brilliant to come here. It's a brilliant place to watch football. Yeah. You know, you can have a beer. You can have the food's better. Whatever, the atmosphere's better. Mm. Um, or kind of like you know, game to game results. Yeah. In my view, I kind of take a more rounded view as a football fan and be like what Levy's brought to the club is yeah. he's made it a much bigger club he's yeah. made it a more enjoyable club to go to in a lot of ways uh, he's kept the Spurs style to a, a large extent mm-hmm. um, you know I don't think he's done, done great damage I thought he pulled the trigger maybe too early on Martin Yole and on uh, on Redknapp that mm-hmm. time when it's done the England thing the England job came knocking but in general I think he's done a great job for the mm-hmm. club Levy you just need to look at our both their position at the table and our stature and the brand worldwide and what he's done in the States but Nedley King is the ambassador there has worked out really well yeah there's tons of reasons but, to be positive about what's happening at Spurs absolutely and yeah. you shouldn't take a bad start to a season as well that's it the whole Spurs thing's gone no but, but the thing is with Pochettino then you can look at it as that I've never been in a situation before where I almost want to clear out the entire dressing room and not the manager usually yeah. it's like right get rid of the manager yeah. but you have to question a couple of his decisions as well yeah. like I, I absolutely love Pochettino he's brilliant for Spurs mm. but if you look again this weekend or during the week against Red Star mm. he dropped I, I, it's, so we're playing a weaker team but he, he basically doesn't play Rose he doesn't play Ericsson doesn't play Aldebar the players that we, we think want to want to leave the club mm. we were brilliant we were the best Spurs have been in months mm. like absolutely phenomenal Kane just sprung back into life mm-hmm. he was spraying past the end scored a couple of goals it was incredible um, and then we go to Liverpool and he plays all those players again yeah. and all of them look like they didn't want to be there yeah. and we put in a performance that we've seen time after time do you know what's good about the Liverpool game though Kane has finally realised that you can have your hair shorter at the back and sides than on top yes yeah. <laughs> and that, I think that's an important thing for him and that will probably be what earns him the move that he's, you know, that people have been talking about for a while. That's probably true. Yeah. Sort of Barnett out. Yeah, exactly. Madrid, exactly. On their way. Exactly. Tabloids definitely missed it. <laughs> Mr. Trick there. They should have gone Harry Kane. <laughs> Hairless Kane. Hairless Kane. I just, thought, I just thought it was great that after all this time with this terrible, terrible haircut, despite becoming one of the biggest players and one of the best strikers in the world, someone's eventually told him, well, like when he sat down in the barber like yeah. year, someone's eventually said, by the way, did you know that you can get like it shorter on the back? <laughs> and I think, I think that's going to elevate him now to the next level. Some of these footballers get their hair cut every day. Yeah. Like every day you hear them saying, yeah, yeah, go to the barbers every day. Yeah. J- Jesse Lingard, Kane's one of those guys. Jesse Lingard brings his barber with him. Does he? Yeah. He goes, right, come in. But what else would you be spending your money on? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I guess you're just like, oh, I might as well. Another, another reason to really like Jesse Lingard, though. Oh, well. <laughs> but anyway, a, a couple of other things with Spurs. Right? So you talked about Pochettino there. So I'm a little bit like, I think he's done a, a great job, but I find him quite odd. One of the things I heard about him was he doesn't go on the training ground. He watches it all from his office and videos. He actually watches training. He gets his coaches to go out and conduct the training sessions, mm-hmm. and he watches it all on a screen in his office and makes decisions that way and I, I just wonder whether he's missing out on like dynamic between certain players the kind of conversations that are going on you know little intricate things that I think you can only see if you're actually out there on the training ground it's an and interesting point it but seems do we strange not, Fergie we used to hear missed loads of training sessions mm. or wasn't at training most of the time yeah. and Fer- clearly Fergie, took a more manager role than a coaching role Fer- yeah. Fergie was 
for a long, long period, not an active coach and manager. Mm. He was the guy who picked the team, mm -hmm. he made the setup, and he had the team, so yeah, he had Mickey Phelan. Yeah. 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 I guess Rennie Rennie Milstein. Yeah. Yeah. I guess and if those, you've got those like, the guys. great trust in your coaching staff, then that's fine. Like, it shouldn't be a problem. I, I just, when I heard it, I thought, that sounds a little bit strange to me. Like, at least some of the time you should be out there. And it sounds like he's almost exclusively just in his office. Like being that sort of tactician, thinking about, oh, we could line up like this, we could line up like that, we could change this, change that. I actually go out and see who seems quite like confident yeah. that week, see who's doing well, see like you know I who's, heard who's that, communicating well with who. It does jar a little bit with mm -hmm. what we see of him on the pitch, like, yeah. the players shaking the hands, coming yeah. over. That's yeah. also it, 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 I, strange, one, but I hadn't, I hadn't heard. It before. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about with Spurs was that mad rumor about Vertonghen. Yeah, Hagen, Ericsson's wife. What did you that's think? that's what it was. It was just a mad rumor. Like it definitely didn't happen. One, I think, but but, but but there was the follow-up that Harry Kane sparked them out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Vatongan showed up with a black eye. Was yeah, that photo from like three years previous? Oh, was it? Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. One of the guys in my group chat, right, fake news. One of the boys like forwarded this this whole story on. He's like, "Oh, boys, you'll never believe this." And then someone straight away back like, was like, "Oh, where did you hear this?" Yeah, and he came back and he said. Got forwarded it in another group chat. It's legit, and I was like, "All oh, right, that's oh, it. Must be true." So did it come from this group chat that you're in with Ericsson <laughs> in the know? Yeah, but like the because uh, the, uh, the exact same rumor went around about uh, two days before about the Irish rugby team. Really, I have a feeling it was an Irish person who started the rumor because there was literally the same thing about like. Conor Murray and one of the other Irish rugby players and like I mean word for word the exact same rumour and then two days later this one goes uh, out of bed it's like, it's and then someone, someone came up with one about like uh, the president of Ireland Michael D Higgins was like oh apparently lads wait to hear this Michael D Higgins is absolutely furious he's stomping around or Sanuktron is where he lives in Dublin <laughs> it's like because uh, Sabrina's wife is uh, you know, cheating on him with uh, like naming these like world leaders that she's been cheating on him with it's like, oh. uh, don't get me wrong I'm sure some of this stuff like goes on behind the scenes but it's just the way it came out and it was like oh here's a picture of so and so with like a black eye and you're just kind of it was just <laughs> I, I just found it I just found it to be a really funny one uh, I, th I think what we've found out is that there's a correlation between this rugby rumour mm. and the Spurs rumour mm. oh they're both and he's, and he's, sitting, he's sitting right there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's going I think an Irishman started <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in some uh, some interesting whatsapp groups uh, I won't go any, won't go any further um, it's just uh, it, it's just funny though how when like stuff starts to go wrong at a club sometimes you just see nonsense come out as the kind of yeah. like reason that's happening I remember um, there was like a, a coach in fact Jack Ross who's just been sacked by Sunderland actually was yeah. like a coach um, at Hearts and he he left like and everyone's like oh why did he leave and basically every, everyone's just assumed that because we have a female physio he was shagging it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like well I, no I think there's probably other reasons why he's left but it's just funny how that, this kind of stuff happens um, right a little uh, a little segue here you were in Japan recently, Greg? I was. For a sport that we don't often talk about, but for the Rugby, for rugby the, World Cup? Yes, for the egg-chasing World Cup. Not, not interested at all in what you thought about the rugby. Fair enough. I'm Terrible. not going to talk about it anyway, because Ireland were, Ireland were shy. <laughs> uh, you can swear on this podcast, can you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, tell Callum, if you would, about your experience using the Japanese toilets. Oh, oh, yeah. oh did you get... Did you get sprayed? <laughs> have you been? No, but I, I know, I know of Japanese toilets. They sound yeah. great. See, this is playing into Callum's nerd thing again. It's like he's <laughs> oh, like a big like fetish for Japan. No, <laughs> absolutely not. But I, 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 Although that said, you get like spammed all the time with like Korean pop, K-pop, K-pop. I get 
constant K-pop news in my trending on Twitter. I could not describe more how much I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But and, and and it is a big thing to English audiences and I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, it's huge. It's odd. Although do you remember Gangnam style? Yeah. I've been listening to that for some inexplicable is that K-pop? reason. Like, is that something yeah, that made it mainstream in the yeah, West? Yeah. From? Okay, yeah. But this so that's kind of when like anime like Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon becomes a big thing in the West. Mm, about remember Pokemon, Pokemon by the way. I remember it. I went to a Pokemon center in Japan. Did you? Yeah. I was very disappointed to find out there's not still just 150 Pokemon. There are oh, now, there's, like, there's, there's like 450 or something. Right? Here, yeah. here, here goes my, my geekiest stuff. The the new one that they're about to bring out, they, they actually can't have all of the Pokemon on it. Like really? they, There's not enough space in the game because really? they have so many. Yes. That's too many Pokemon. That's guys. too many. Your mum's big into the Pokemon. Oh, my mum loves Pokemon Go. Really? She, she plays Pokemon Go daily. Still? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and Respect. It, it gets to a point, so you have to do certain things in a day mm. to keep streaks going. Mm-hmm. If if she's not like done these things, she will get in the car and go and out. drive it out to a local landmark to spin a Pokemon <laughs> Center or whatever. I, I was presuming <laughs> if I played Pokemon Go, I presume being in the Pokemon Center in Osaka, or mm. the one in Tokyo, I presume like you'd find the rarest Pokemon. Like a Pikachu or something? Yeah, I presume this is like yeah, Mew or Mewtwo. Or see, I'm basing this again on the original 150 because I was obsessed with it yeah. when I was a kid. But I feel like it was almost the perfect show. It was the perfect number. Like it seemed to work. Now, maybe this is me being nostalgic and I'm like, the kids these days yeah, don't understand. Yeah, yeah. They've got too many Pokemon but to choose from But I feel like the Pokemon are just looking more and more like real life animals yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just me- becoming ridiculous they don't look oh, like, the, the, do you remember the three like, it's, it's inanimate o- objects as well now like, there are Pokemon that are just uh, it's a candlestick uh, yeah with eyes do you remember you get Pokemon has gone to the dogs do you remember the Game Boy game though you'd get, yeah, yeah. You'd get, you'd get Pokemon Red or Pokemon Blue and then there was Pokemon Yellow and then Yellow came out for some inexplicable reason but yeah. on, on Red or Blue you'd get to like that first little like hut and you oh, had yeah, to pick yeah. your, one of the three yeah. so you had who did you have Bulbasaur was there Squirtle and, and Charmander. Charmander. Yeah. Who would you guys choose? Oh, Squirtle. Sh- Charmander. Really? Charmander. He wasn't oh. sure. I, See, mean, I, was, I was all about Bulbasaur as well. Oh, yeah. oh wow. We've got a, a good lineup awesome. here. So I just, you guys are complete morons. <laughs> Squirtle is clearly the best. A little, a little Martin Squirtle. You, but like, like Charmander. See, I, Charmander or Squirtle, but mm. then I prefer blue to red. Mm. So Squirtle mm. turns into Blastoise. Charmander turns into Charizard. Mm. Yes. But like, Bulbasaur just turns into like a bigger Bulbasaur. What was a like big a, frog plant? What, what, what was your favourite Pokemon of all the Pokemon? Uh, oh, this is a really good question. Whoa, Callum. Oh, I know mine. Uh, it's Growlithe. Growlithe. Yeah, the wee, the wee fire dog. <laughs> Mine's was a uh, Diglett. Diglett. I thought it was a cute wee hand. Growler. <laughs> <laughs> Callum's favourite Pokemon was Growler. Growler. Different no, sort growl- of anime growl- you've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> This is why you're getting all the K-pop news, man. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I like the uh, I like Diglett. Yeah. Do you remember the yeah. little worm? That's what I just said. Oh, so sorry, I wasn't listening. Oh, wow. Hope yeah. someone else is listening out there. Diglett, like. Diglett was just a cute wee thing, but also he was a worm essentially. Yeah, and he turned into Dig Trio. Dig Trio, yeah. yeah. And and you related to that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought that like he's he's not been given much. Because he's, he's Diglett. <laughs> 
What power did he have? Did he go under? Yeah, he had yeah, yeah, to sort of like yeah. come up out the ground and just yeah. nut them. And bop like them. <laughs> bop them, bop them yeah. from underneath. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like a mix between a worm and a circumcised Mickey. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, which makes you. Trust, trust the Jew to bring up circumcision. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I just call a Mickey. <laughs> but um, I like that makes his power more sinister as well, that he yeah. goes up under people. Yeah. And then he pops out. And he rides it up. It's a bit rapey. He might get. It, it, the Me Too movement might take Diglett down. Yeah, it might actually. He's and not one of the, the extended 450 now. They've taken him away. <laughs> probably, yeah, they've probably moved. Baby, it's cold outside, and Diglett have got to go. I, I remember. Uh, Going to swimming lessons one day, mm. and this I was, I was. A and Pokemon. Diglett was there. No, I remember going to swimming lessons, and what I would do is I would no swim ground. under the water, and then I would just sort of <laughs> j- j- jump up underneath people uh, and call myself Diglett. But, <laughs> but but this stage, I'm I'm a big Pokemon master at this stage, mm. and I I've got red and blue because I didn't understand they were different games because mm. I'm a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just wanted the red one as well. Learn to swim. Mm-hmm. Got out. They're not different games, red and blue. No, the same thing. Same. They have different Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I didn't understand that. Mum's like, what, "Why? Why are you getting a different one? Because it's a different game. Because mm. that's how that should make sense. Yeah, yeah. But sure. uh, hook, line, sinker. Mm. So got out to swim pool, mm-hmm. getting dried, getting changed. Mum's mm. like, "Look at this." She pulls out Pokemon Silver out of the bag. Like, oh, yeah, silver and gold. It wasn't even my birthday. Yeah. Just, just one of those moments. Just what? pulling, just pulling Pokemon Silver at the back. Must have had a, and with a new Pokemon by the time I came to Pokemon Silver. Yeah, yeah. They were like past the 150 already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every game, every game. There's new ones. When was this? Like last couple of years. Oh yeah, this is last week. Look, <laughs> is there any link we can make between Pokemon and football so that we can continue to talk about Pokemon <laughs> well, without losing your masses of listeners? Next, next subject we were going to come on to was the Liverpool front three. Okay, so, so it's like Dig Trio. So it's like Dig Trio, or it's like the three that you have to choose from. Because we're going to choose from the front three, right? Because I, I think, right... Was this when Eevee used to evolve into the three? No, when I'm just talking about the three, like the Charmander. That played for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we're comparing those three to the front yeah, three yeah, of Liverpool. Yeah. So, so, so you walk in, you walk into uh, what's Elmwood. You yeah, walk in Elmwood, Elmwood right. and Jurgen Klopp's standing there. Uh-huh. And, and, and he's, got, got, he's got three wee footballs sitting there with a face on each. And you get to choose... Salah yeah. or, or Firmino or you get to choose Manny who would you pick? I feel like all three of them if they sound like they could be Pokemon mm. like if you said <laughs> or Manny <laughs> Firmino is definitely okay well I've got to go with in my head Firmino is the fire one because he just sounds like a right yeah, yeah. Um, Manny and Salah no I need to base this on football in the building <laughs> I'd pick Salah because he's just Wonderful. Do you think he's the best of the three? I think he's the best football oh, of the three. Do you? For sure, yeah. He's the most. He's probably the most akin. To, I mean, when he's playing at the top of his game, right? mm. so there's times when Manny's unplayable or whatever, mm. and we've seen Firmino do it before. But Salah, when he's at the top of his game, is the most messy-like player. Yeah. So and this is this is this is like that kind of sort of slightly goes into my argument on it, right? Because I think that if you're building like a world eleven and you're trying to get the best like players together. I would probably pick Firmino because I think of the three, he's the best in the world at his position. So I think that Messi is better than Salah on the right-hand side. I think that Ronaldo is better than Manny on the left-hand side. But if you're playing a false nine, I can't think of a better false nine in the world at this moment in time than Roberto Firmino. But there's only three people, you've only got three people up front in general in your formation. Yeah. Harry Kane's better than Firmino. No. 
He just is. Not in, not in that role that links. Yeah, but if you're picking a world together. eleven, you're just trying to cram all the best players in the world into and, the team. And I, I like Hurricane scores goals, right? And we'll we'll go into we'll maybe go into a bit of a bigger discussion here, right? But Hurricane scores goals, but doesn't do enough else for me. Just you're just still goals. giving Edwards haircuts. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I have a lot more respect for doesn't him now that he's got a shot else. back inside. He's one of the best distributors in the game. Like he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah, range Cal, of come in on this. What do you think? I agree with that. He's he's actually it's because he's very good technically, like mm-hmm. in terms of like striking the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think that just that's something that comes with. If, I find if he can shoot mm-hmm. pretty well, mm-hmm. generally that should be able to. Like, Do you don't think he's quality passive though? He's got yeah, that, that, that's I, what I, that, I, that's I, what I, I mean. I think he he's get, I think he, he strikes it. Yeah, yeah, I think he can get the ball like on on the halfway line and look up and see Sun running down the other side and find him with a pass. And yeah. that that is good. But I think if you're talking about. A formation and uh, the, you know the sort of most popular formation nowadays I think would have a three like an intricate three up front and I think that link up play and everything else and creating opportunities for the two wide men in my dream 11 that would be Messi and Ronaldo I don't think there'd be anyone better at it than Firmino I think Firmino's world class but I, I genuinely think even in that scenario I think Kane is Kane's man yeah, like the little intricate like, like, touches yeah, yeah, yeah his league play is incredible the thing is Spurs are underperforming at the moment right? Mm. and and Kane is going to have to do a lot of dog work to get back mm. you know to come back take the ball and try and do it all himself is mm. essentially what's happening um, and okay he blows out and cold a bit at the start of seasons and he kind of comes into it later on so mm. it's a bit of that and that's happened again this year but he his link of play the way he holds up the ball like if you, there'd be no one better to hold up the ball or win it win it free yeah. or if Messi and Ronaldo were bombing from deeper to kind of lay it off to I him. think I think like holding up the ball though is more for a team that like they need to they need to defend a lot and they need to get the ball forward quickly and yeah if you're getting the ball forward quickly it will stick with Harry Kane and you hold it for long enough mm. for the attackers to get up there and support him but if you're talking about a team that has the majority of the possession who you know pretty much all the attacks start from the halfway line and everyone is in that half the the intricate stuff the little passes the little moves that create opportunities for forward men I just think no one at the moment is better better at it than I think Bobby he, Firmino he's probably showing it more at the moment so I can't I can't like that but I think Kane it's, it's absolutely has the potential for that I think mm. Kane, Kane could do it I think it's a case of potentially the team he's playing in the system yeah. he plays in versus the system Firmino currently plays in I, I'd be but really interested to see like Kane, Kane was like in yeah. that role at, at Liverpool then because I've not I've always not seen enough of him to sort of get that feel but I, I just kind of view him you as he gets an end of chances and we could probably goals. see it a bit more if we went with the front three of Son Mora and Kane mm. be really interesting if mm. we actually played those three together yeah. kind of more like the Liverpool yeah. but, but Poch seems to have a be in his bonnet about Mora doesn't he he doesn't. I don't. Uh, right, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't like seem to want to certainly play him from the start. Yeah. Of games. Yeah. I, I, I which, which I actually actually understand that because if you can bring him on, mm. he's an absolute. He's a nightmare because yeah, if he can bring Son on, if he can bring Harry Kane on, then it'd be a nightmare. Like people wouldn't want to look over like a defender that's been running around chasing after Son for seventy minutes wouldn't want to look over a touchline and see Kane coming on. Yeah, I, I just think that like I'll never get over Pochettino not playing uh, Lucas in the Champions League final. I just think it's an absolute disgrace. It was the it was the Kane thing, wasn't it? It was just that Kane was Kane, Kane didn't felt yeah. that he couldn't leave him out. Yeah. I, I think I think I think it was a bad decision in, in retrospect, but at the time he did think also if he didn't play Kane. For instance, it would have been like, oh, I fe- and, I then, and then we lose. He'd be like, "What was he yeah, thinking?" I, I, I get, I get that, but I felt you could absolutely justify that, given that he hadn't played a game of football for about two mm. months. He would have got. I have to say, from the Spurs fans, so he would have got hammered. That was, it? I was thinking it was going to be a very difficult decision to make, and I think, yeah. I, I think, I, I think it was he, the wrong decision looking back on it. But very, very tricky. I think he should have started Murat and. 
Kane. brought Kane on like 60 minutes because yeah. I think that's yeah. like both best of both worlds unless it's 3-0 Liverpool by that stage and yeah. the game's gone uh, he would have then had to be very clear that Kane is not fit then yeah. and that's not what happened and Kane was saying I'm, I'm fit I'm ready to go I'm 100% as he always so does so Kane, Kane kind of put the pressure we've been on him up, which, you know, we have been in a Carabao Cup game mm. and Kane is adamant he's not coming off because yeah. he wants a, a fifth goal yeah, but that's he's not, just not going to play that's but, not good though no and, and you should pro- it, it probably takes stronger management to. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, that's, not, that's not a team player no. is he the captain yeah actually that's not a captain either is it not Lloris is Lloris's Lloris, captain Lloris's yeah. captain right okay Vice yes no, well, he's, like, so, a senior, he's he, like a senior squad he member takes, anyway. takes the armbands uh, when Lloris is yeah. so he's a senior squad member and he should he should not be like demanding I'm, I'm on the pitch at all costs here so it sounds like what you're saying is Pochettino felt forced into playing Kane because he expected to play I think there's, there's an element to that yeah that's not I think yeah, I've seen that happen before where you, you can't believe Harry's not coming off because like we're hammering some team mm. and you're like why is Kane even actually against Red Star there you're going mm. like well, it's fine no, just get Kane off now it's taking so long I think Kane is a little bit too obsessed with his own like personal targets. I think he sees the way Messi and particularly Ronaldo have done it in terms of like looking for these records all the time and trying yeah. to be the best player he can be and he's trying to emulate that he's, he's looking at Shearer isn't he he's going yeah I want to but the sheer thing is, yeah, and it's a good comparison because obviously he plays to an extent similar to him. But you, you can see Kane as well looking at his own leg. I saw an interview, not it wasn't that long ago, and he said something like um, he, he, he actively compared himself to Messi and Ronaldo in the interview. That's and I was like, that's it's ludicrous. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm his biggest fan, but I was yeah. just, that is just mental. Mm. Um, but I think he just, and which is weird because he seems humble in a lot of other respects, seems to do a lot of good stuff off the pitch, you always see him with fans and everything. Yeah. Uh, he's been, he hasn't been looking for a move as far as he's at Spurs, he's always kind of been loyal or whatever. But yeah. then you just see these weird bits where he obviously, he just wants to have it in his head. He's like, no, I need to embody this kind of great footballer yeah. that I've seen other people do. And um, Professional athletes, a lot of them are like so competitive that they're driven to be like that. And mm. I, I remember him also talking about like when he finishes playing football, he like wants to be like a quarterback in the NFL and stuff like that and it's like that, that, he's a huge <laughs> NFL fan he, he wants to be an NFL kicker so, so obviously yeah. he's just got ambitions beyond football but yeah I think quarterback would be a bit more <laughs> but um, but, uh, but yeah I just I just find I find that it sometimes gets in the way of like overall group success. I know and you, just, no, no, you, no, you, no, you step back from it you're like hold on a second like surely someone's able to tell this 25 year old man yeah. you know who's like a pretty young guy well, like, I, I who might not know everything like, but big, big example for me was uh, Christian Eriksen whips a free kick in against uh, Stoke Kane gets kind of near it but misses it it goes in the net and then Kane to me looks like he forced Spurs to appeal to the FA to have the goal registered in his name the FA gave the goal no, they gave it to Ericsson and then and then Spurs appealed it and had yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, the, the dubious gold panel or whatever it is gave the gold to Kane ultimately after the appeal. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing is that they had to appeal for it then to be given to Kane, and I think it yeah. was kind of like a. But but I, I mean, I watched I, it. It didn't, it didn't touch if you. Kane, if so you it's like heard weird. a lot of professional or for, like past players, mm. strikers mm. on match of the day and stuff, and like Ian Wright was talking about, yeah. and she was talking about and stuff, and they were all like, yeah. My goal, like that's the way strikers are. I, I, yeah, but I see how that attitude is part think, of them. I think know? in training or you know in interviews, or whatever. So yeah, hit off me. I'm you know I'm claiming it as mine. Um, I'm sure Ericsson would say. By the way, that's that's my goal. Like uh, Ericsson clearly doesn't care as much about his goal tally though as Kane. But is that not is that not just a weird thing to do? Is it, you, it, it, like players come out after games and they almost routinely if Ronaldo scored, would do that. 
Yeah, Ronaldo, yeah, absolutely. Ronaldo would do that, right? For his record. And, and we all think that's an amazing part of Ronaldo's character. But I think because Kane is kind of closer to home in English, I, I it's think, kind of like, oh, that's so obnoxious. I, I just thought it was a weird no, thing I, to do. I, I, I think if, come out if Ibrahimovic did that, she'd be like, classic slap. Nah, I, just, I, just I just think that he should have come out after the game and said, um, like all footballers do it's like well yeah I, 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 it's my goal but the important thing tonight is that we won the game we got the three points and we're motoring on towards the next game kind of thing mm. like show that you want, to, you want to hit targets you want to like break records all that kind of stuff but actually the important thing here is that I'm a team player and we got the three points tonight regardless of how we got it I'm happy about that and you know I'm sure that's how he felt but it's just it's a weird weird thing to do to get your club to appeal to the yeah I, I don't like, fans of the club seem to give him a lot of stake at the time I just thought like if Things like that really like turn me off. But anyway, we, I think we're we, dwelling on this. We, 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 we strayed a little from uh, from the Liverpool front three things. So mm. you're saying, Greg, that if you were to choose one of those three for your ultimate team eleven, you'd go Salah. Salah. Yeah. I reckon Firmino. I have a feeling that you're going to go for someone else. Yeah, I like I like Manny. I've, I've liked Manny for the longest time mm. I, I, and especially just now I'm re- I'm actually really happy for Sadio Mane the longest time it's amazing like <laughs> you're pining for it <laughs> well, well it's, it's, par- it's partly because um, have you ever heard the song The Longest Time by the Overtones no Oof. Have you? Have you been writing poetry to Sadio Mane? I, I would come back to this. Like, <laughs> so no, no. I just, I just, I just look for forlorn at him about what could have been because <laughs> there was a time where Louis Van Gaal was going him. I want him, yeah. and Ed Woodward went. No, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they got yeah. it. Wasn't like an obscene amount as well, was it? No, it was thirty million. 40 million and and Van Gaal was adamant. Is like this is the guy I want. He's, yeah, he's like. He's class, this guy. And Woodward was commercial brain thinking we're not going to have him. But uh, so, so recently, I think he's really shown. I think he had a little dip in mm. the middle. Mm. And part of that was Salah came in and took some of his supply. He f- I think he got injured for a while. Mm-hmm. But out, out of the three, I think he's the best player consistently the best see the thing is Salah had that first season where he was just incredible like undoubtedly the best player in the league potentially you know one of the best players in the world at the time and I think everyone's seen that one season that one remarkable season and just kind of assumed right Salah at his peak is the best but I think that you're right I think that of the two wingers Manny has done it long enough now to sort of justify making a case for I'm probably I'm probably yeah. the best at it, and and it probably actually works in his favour now that so much attention is on Salah. Yeah. Because and it's the thing I always think about when I watch Liverpool's front three is when Man United had Ronaldo, Rooney, and Tevez, mm. and teams would just go, "All right, we're going to stop Ronaldo," and then Rooney and Tevez would score three goals. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I think he's I think he gets underlooked in in the terms of it, and I love I love Firmino, I like Salah. Mm. I get really frustrated when I watch Mo Salah mm. because he has that selfish tendency. Yeah, and Aye. there's points where he just doesn't pass the ball, and and that was I think that was okay in his first season at Liverpool, where literally everything he hit, yeah, it was going in, was going in. It's yeah. what Greg said at that time. I was like, this this looks like Messi. Mm. Yeah. like the way yeah, it, the sure. way he was like playing. This looks how like how I Messi. Think, I think my argument thinks based on just the fact that I think he's he's still the best footballer out of yeah. the three. If you know what I mean, and this kind of like fictional. Throwing your your best eleven together, I thought I'd still pick them. But um, they're all unbelievable, though, aren't they? Oh, like it's it's, it's such a great mix. Yeah. I think for, I think for, right now it's, it must be like great to go and watch that. I think Firmino's the best footballer. Mm. Like actually, like but, it's just the, but the other two have that he has and stuff. Are just the, the other two have physical traits that yeah. are like mm. yeah. Good. But the, but the, the important thing is for Liverpool, Firmino 
with those two just works so well. Yeah, yeah. Because he's able to do those cute little touches around the corner, yeah, yeah. play pa- like nice threaded passes. And you do wonder like if you took Firmino out and put him, you know, in a team like Spurs that play in a different way. Like, would he look good? Would he play I, good? Would he I score goals? I don't think he would. Here's a question: mm. What way do Spurs play? Mm. I, well, I don't watch enough enough Spurs. So you know, if, you were, if you were to if you were to put a start, like I think we had a fairly clear style under Pochettino, but I think that's sort of started to move away. And yeah, I think like, yeah. it's as a result of the likes of Christian Eriksen not playing particularly well. Mm. Delhi not playing well at all yeah. um, and I don't think that's based on similar reasons to Ericsson or anything mm. but just, just really underperforming they had, they had that time where free at the back was such a good I, I, I for, for my like view like this thing I've always like really envied from Spurs is mm. that back line and it's it's starting to fade away it's now wobbling but a bit, isn't it? Alderweireld and Vertonghen for the longest time have just been so yeah phenomenal for crucial. the longest time for the longest time, <laughs> for the longest time. and then, and then <laughs> Vertonghen's decided he's going to start shagging <laughs> and Alderweireld decided he wanted to leave and that's it it's just but yeah and you had that on. you had the piece around obviously the, both playing for Belgium and having mm. that link mm. um, yeah it has been incredibly strong and then it was Kyle, Kyle Walker which and trans, Rose, yeah. which went into Trippier for mm. a, a little while actually it was fine yeah, yeah. Uh, so what were saying well I was going to say Rose actually looking back on it now and obviously in fairness when we signed Cessnion it's mm. kind of saying to Rose look you know surplus to requirements in a way and Cessnion mm. will now come back into the team mm. and I think it starts straight away um, but when Walker went to City I think that's where Rose's nose started to get out of joint like yeah. he was like that, that could have been me like people yeah. were talking about them as equally good on either side of the yeah. pitch and he's like how did he get this deal and it wasn't I know, wasn't he? He was I know. So which when you think about it as well City need a, light, a left back yeah so why haven't well, obviously the, the time passed. Off a bit, yeah. Time passed, but like you know, had they went at that time, they just went right, a hundred million. Yeah, because yeah. we're just going to use Guardiola's unlimited fullback resource. I tell you, yeah. I tell you, a left back that Man City are after though. Who's that? Young Aaron Hickey at Hearts. Are they linked with a one point five million move? Apparently, well, that'd be to, great. To City, to Man City. Wow, he's um, he's an incredible talent. Seventeen years old. He, he will absolutely go on to much better things in Scottish football. Whether he'll ever be City level, I, I doubt. Mm. But just, just, just as well, he's not in that well-stocked position that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. He's uh, he's actually. Um, it was like I was talking about this the other night. He's two-footed and he plays right back a fair bit for Hearts as well when required. So he could potentially p- play right back for Scotland where. There isn't anyone uh, at the moment. Um, I would, I would, but he's one of those players. He is genuinely two-footed. Like watching him, I can't tell yeah. like which which foot like he prefers over the other. How are you, how are you feeling about Scottish football in general? Because I, I did think that not come back to the rugby world cup. Is that they're obviously particularly shit mm. in, in the rugby. So I was like, and they're, they're and this is true of Ireland as well. But I was like, Scotland have also obviously been fairly brutal of late in, in the so, so we're talking also. like international Scottish football. Yeah, right. So Scotland national team couldn't care less about. I just see international breaks as a complete and utter inconvenience to real as football. a fan. Yeah, but um, do you think the team have that? I think, I think I think I think the players. I think it's yeah. I think it's pretty clear in the way that they play. Really, yeah. We talked about this recently. Um, I can tell you've been listening to the podcast, but oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know, there's so many players, um, and we actually in the most recent international break, there's a number of players came in: John McGinn, Ollie McBurney, Scott McTominay, yeah. um, Ryan Fraser, James Forrest. These guys came in were utterly terrible. And then all went back and scored for their clubs at the yeah, weekend, yeah, either, either in the Scottish Premiership yeah. or in the English Premiership. Yeah. And uh, you know, it just goes to show that there's no—they they don't want to be doing it. They don't get paid. It's basically like, would you, would you do is your that job? The setup, though, or I, is it? 
Yeah, well, I, I would. I, would you do your job for free for a week in the name of your country? If you combine, if you put the salary, if you take the salary and you go, and for this salary, I have to play for both my country and my club, mm. it's probably more the way to look at it. Like, yeah. it's that pretty, even, even for some of those players who play in the Scottish League, the salary is still reasonable yeah um, I just I just think you should yeah they should they should be putting in the effort of course yeah um, I think I think internationally it's not it's not going well and I don't see anything changing um, sad state of affairs though isn't it yeah. for a country that's football obsessed like, yeah it is but you know we've not, we've not qualified for a major tournament since 1998 so it's just like mm-hmm. I, I've grown up only knowing this so you know it's fine I, I'm, I'm I guess I'm probably missing out on something and I'm sure you know other generations of football fans in Scotland would say, "Oh, you know, it's great though to get to a national tournament. You can go to like, you know, it's, it's a party atmosphere. You can go to like places that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see Scotland play and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff." But I just, I'm just not interested because I've never had it as an option. And I just, uh, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm such a big Hearts fan, which is being, you know, tested as much yeah, as yeah, yeah, possibly yeah. tested at the moment. But I just, even at the moment when Hearts are shit. An international weekend comes around, and I just think, oh, like fuck, there's no. Hard yeah, I know. I don't enjoy it either. Yeah. Like watching Ireland feels like a sense of duty. Yeah. Like you sit there and you watch it for ninety minutes, but you think to yourself, like, I have to do this. Yeah. Like Matt. I don't want to do this. This isn't entertaining in any yeah. way. Matt James McLean. Well, yeah, but you're watching players of the standard of James McLean. Like James McLean, it's the exact opposite to what you're talking about in Scotland. He puts absolutely everything into the shirt because yeah. for for his own reasons. Because he's um, raw. Because he's almost no, I'm not going there. <laughs> um, but uh, and everyone loves him like for it. Like yeah. Irish, uh, obviously, the fans don't love for him. What, for what? For the effort or the rat? Yeah, both. Um, <laughs> for having really creative chants, yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. he clearly loves himself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no. But anyway, James McLean's been brilliant for Ireland in that respect. Mm. But you're still talking about players at James McLean's standards yeah. uh, that you're watching. You know, mm-hmm. Glenn uh, Whelan is still playing. Mike Glenn Whelan, unbelievable. I've got Glenn Whelan. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know he's at Hearts now? Uh, I, do you know what is? I actually didn't know that. Yeah, he's at Hearts now. He's, he's like boss in the Premiership. Like Hearts are shit. But he's, I was he's say, <laughs> Hearts are shit. But he's clearly still way too good. He to be might playing. be the only player ever who's going to retire from club football before he retires. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be in Ireland's midfield in like twenty. I think, I think he's like he's obviously got just his, as like, the next Brexit extension is getting signed. <laughs> like, he's, got, he's clearly got his sights set on hundred caps, and I hope he gets there. He's at like eighty nine or something like. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I really hope he gets there, but um. But yeah, he's uh, he's clearly far too good to be playing in the Scottish Premiership. That's not really, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> no he's, th- he's thirty-five, but like he's just um, it's he's he's combative, um, but he's never he's clearly never been fast. I think he'd be the first. To yeah, see yeah, that. yeah, I think, I think like one of his quotes was, "I've never like I've never pulled a hamstring because I've never been fast enough to do it." Yeah. So like it doesn't really matter. it doesn't really matter when you get older in that respect because if your game has always been about being a neat and tidy. Like yeah. deep lying sort of playmaking midfielder, then like you come up here and you do that with so much ease. Honestly, like he's no, he's uh, he's been one of he, honestly in the last couple of games, Wheel has been one of Ireland's best players, mm. which is damn indictment really. But I can't <laughs> believe that he's going to rip that he's playing so well and it's going. He's not. Him. I mean, he's not like. He's just not, not that player. He's, he's, he's not. He's not, he's not yeah. winning the ball, skinning two players, and then rattling. Yeah, he's top just, he's just, his game. But in terms of like, he gets the ball and he does something good with it almost every time. Yeah. And do you know what? He's still got like a, a tremendous amount of energy. Right, we're going to have to wrap it up. That's been good, though. Have you enjoyed your first podcasting experience? Yeah, I'm sorry to have to cut it short because I've got to catch a flight, but like, that's what happens when you fly 
international guests of this standard <laughs> in to, to, to do one podcast. And, yeah, you know, um, you're, you're getting paid handsomely for doing it, so don't worry about yes. it. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, not in cash. <laughs> in the ways that you've offered me, Donald, it's better than that. Better so. than mine, almost um, undoubtedly. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, yeah, congrats to you guys doing this and uh, keep well, it going. Keep you know it what, we, we need to do that. We've sort of fallen away a little bit. As we said at the start, our clubs have been so bad. We've not even touched mm. the Man United today, but I think that's probably, you know, for Callum Sanity more than anything else. Things are looking up, but we'll, we we've got Scott McSauce. <laughs> we, will, we will get back to it. We will get back to it. And thank you for joining us. It's been good fun. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. See you guys.